engineering yeast endosymbionts as a step toward the evolution of mitochondria. Abstract. It has been hypothesized that mitochondria evolved from a bacterial ancestor that initially became established in an archaeal host cell as an endosymbiont. Here, we model the first stage of mitochondrial evolution by engineering endosymbiosis between Escherichia coli and Saccharomyces cerevisiae, an ADP-ATP translocase expressing E. coli provided ATP to a respiration-deficient COX-2 yeast mutant and enabled growth of a yeast E. coli chimera on a non-fermentable carbon source. In a reciprocal fashion, yeast provided thiamine to an endosymbiotic E. coli thiamine oxytroph. Expression of several snare-like proteins in E. coli was also required, likely to block lysosomal degradation of intracellular bacteria. This chimeric system was stable for more than 40 doublings, and GFP-expressing E. coli endosymbionts could be observed in the yeast by fluorescence microscopy and X-ray tomography. This readily manipulated system should allow experimental delineation of host endosymbiont adaptations that occurred during evolution of the current highly reduced mitochondrial genome. Introduction. Endosymbiotic theory suggests that mitochondria were once free living prokaryotes which entered the host cell and were retained as endosymbionts. The earliest recognized instance of endosymbiosis, which dramatically shaped the emergence of present day eukaryotic cells, occurred more than 1.5 billion years ago. Previous studies hypothesized that an alpha proteobacterium became established in an archaeal host as an endosymbiont and triggered the evolution of the mitochondrion, an organelle specialized for efficient energy production, particularly ATP synthesis. However, a recent study suggests that mitochondria evolved from a proteobacterial lineage that branched off before the divergence of all sampled alpha proteobacteria. The recent discovery of the Asgard superphylum archaea, which encode in their genomes homologs of cytoskeletal proteins and vesicular trafficking machinery, indicates that the last archaeo-eukaryotic common ancestor could have already featured precursors to the endomembrane system of modern eukaryotes. Significant details have emerged about the nature of the pre-mitochondrial endosymbiont. Studies involving the reconstruction of its genome from endosymbiont genes retained in eukaryotes and genes found in present-day alpha proteobacteria point to a bacterium related to intracellular endosymbionts from the Rickettsiales order, class of alpha proteobacteria, some of which are human and animal pathogens. This mitochondrial endosymbiont likely possessed metabolic pathways that included glycolysis, the tricarboxylic acid cycle, the pentose phosphate pathway, and the fatty acid biosynthesis pathway. The reconstructed 
endosymbiont is also predicted to have an electron transport chain capable of functioning under low oxygen tension. And an ADP-ATP translocase, the protein functionally homologous to the one used by many intracellular bacteria for ATP import from the host cytoplasm. Here, we attempted to experimentally recapitulate the early stages of mitochondrial evolution by generating Escherichia coli endosymbionts capable of providing ATP to host yeast cells deficient in ATP synthesis. Such an experimental system with easy-to-manipulate genomes may allow us to attempt evolution of a bacterial endosymbiont with a minimal genome in yeast that recapitulates key features of modern mitochondria. Discussion. We have been able to generate E. coli endosymbionts that require cofactors, amino acids, from the host S. cerevisiae cytosol and are capable of supplying ATP to the yeast. Another requirement for establishing the S. cerevisiae E. coli chimera is the expression of snare-like proteins from intracellular pathogens, which are likely required to avoid lysosomal degradation. Although the detailed mechanism by which the snare-like proteins stabilize the endosymbiont remains to be elucidated, their presence is clearly required. Previous studies showed that C. trachomatis INCA and C. caviae INCA inhibit membrane fusion driven by endocytic snares when included in V-snare or T-snare containing liposomes. In addition, the snare VAMP8 has been shown to play a role in maturation of the late endosomes of Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Therefore, it is possible that INCA may protect a membrane compartment against lysosomal degradation by interfering with yeast snare function. CT813 recruits ADP ribosylation factor GTPases and induces rearrangement of microtubules in Golgi around chlamydia inclusions. Processes which are proposed to play an important role in establishment of the replicative niche and may also play a role in establishing the yeast E. coli endosymbiont. Further studies are required to define the precise role of the snare-like proteins in establishing a stable yeast endosymbiont, as well as their potential relationship to the genetic elements that facilitated the establishment of ancient stable endosymbionts within archaeal hosts. The growth of E. coli within the yeast cytosol is likely to facilitate efforts to reduce the size of its genome. As a first step in this direction, we showed that the endosymbiont can be manipulated in terms of oxytrophy. It is likely that many other biosynthetic pathways, for example amino acids, cofactors, and other metabolites, can be eliminated from E. coli if endogenous or engineered bacterial transporters allow their products to be taken up from the yeast cytosol. Such biosynthetic pathways constitute 
a significant part of the E. coli genome. For example, the genes encoding the NAD biosynthetic pathway are approximately 7 kilobase pairs of chromosomal DNA, while the transporter is encoded by only a 0.7 kilobase pair gene. This engineered system should allow us to explore other aspects of the endosymbiotic theory of organelle evolution, including those factors that control the stability of symbionts with dramatically different replication, replication rates. Indeed, we have recently isolated a bacterial mutant that is stable inside yeast cells for more than 120 days and are characterizing this mutant by whole genome sequencing and gene expression and metabolome analysis. Finally, it may be possible to complement loss of additional genes from yeast mitochondria with intracellular bacteria that supply additional functions beyond ATP production. This synthetic symbiont system, described here, also affords an unexpected insight in mitochondrial evolution. Colonization of an archaeal host by an intracellular bacterium utilizing an ADP-ATP translocator for energy parasitism would likely be unfavorable for the host archaeal cells growing in its natural ecological niche. However, the orthogonal features of the parasitic bacterium energy metabolism, together with its ADP-ATP translocase, could allow expansion of such colonized archaeal cells into new ecological niches native to the endosymbiont, but prohibitive to non-parasitized host cells. In the new niche, the tables are turned. The archaeal host cells becomes the parasite, because it cannot produce its own ATP. And the endosymbi endosymbiotic bacterium becomes its prey as the direction of ATP flow is reversed. Just like in our experimental system, where yeast is the parasite. Such ecological expansion of archaea that harbored a parasitic endosymbiont expressing an ADP-ATP translocase could be the first step in evolutionary transition from pre-mitochondrial endosymbiont to proto-mitochondrion.